Welcome to today's message by Pastor Tommy McMurtry of Liberty Baptist Church. Liberty Baptist Church is located in Rock Falls at 2002 9th Avenue, just across from the Dillon Gracefield. Pastor Tommy would like to invite you to be a part of their Sunday services. The Sunday school hour is at 10 a.m., followed by their morning worship at 11 a.m., or their evening service at 6 p.m. They would also love to have you be a part of their midweek services on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We hope you will get a blessing this morning as Pastor Tommy brings you a message from the Word of God. All right, we are back. Thank you so much for listening today. I'm Pastor Tommy McMurtry of the Liberty Baptist Church. Hoping to be a blessing to you today. I'd like to invite you next Sunday, September the 13th at 11 o'clock, We are going to be celebrating four years at Liberty Baptist Church. It's hard to believe it has been four years already. It's gone by so fast. But four years ago, on September 11th, in 2011, we had our very first service. We had our grand opening service at Liberty Baptist Church. And we had a great day that day. And we would love it if you could come and be a part of our services next Sunday on September the 13th at 11 o'clock. You are more than welcome to come and today I uh, want to try to be a blessing to you. Uh, it's Labor Day tomorrow. We are on the Labor Day weekend, and I wanted to do something kind of appropriate uh, for Labor Day. And uh, I also have some jokes that I think are fitting in honor of Labor Day, and uh, that kind of go with my message. But before that, I had a request. Uh, I was asked uh, if I would do some jokes special. Um, you might not know this about me, but my two favorite kind of jokes, and these are the kind I'm going to be doing this morning. Uh, first off, I love Chuck Norris jokes. I think they're hilarious, and I was asked if I could tell some of them on the radio, and I'm going to try. I'm hoping I got all the laughter out of my system. That You might think I'm nuts. You might not think they're that funny, but I laugh my head off when I read these, and I have a tough time telling them without laughing my head off. And I know you all don't want to sit here just listening to me laugh, but I just think they're hilarious. I'm sorry. And then I love a good Yo Mama joke. Okay, now I'm not going to tell a Yo Mama joke on the radio. I'm going to just change it to you. And I hope you don't take these personal. But I think those are funny. I I really do. And if you want to send me some of those, um, it would be a blessing. I do. I laugh really hard at these things. You can ask my wife. Sometimes I just, I totally lose it. But uh, I'm going to see if I can share a few Chuck Norris jokes with you that, uh, without laughing, you might think, you know, this is inappropriate. This is supposed to be spiritual. Uh, you know, you need to lighten up a little bit. Sometimes it's okay to have a little bit of fun. So here we go. Chuck Norris threw a grenade and killed 50 people. Then it exploded. <laughs> Chuck Norris. He can cut a knife with butter. Chuck Norris can kill your imaginary friends. (laughs) Control yourself. Chuck Norris can set ants on fire with a magnifying glass at night. Chuck Norris once beat the sun in a staring contest. And Chuck Norris once on Celebrity Wheel of Fortune was the first to spin. The next 29 minutes of the show consisted of everyone standing around, awkwardly waiting for the wheel to stop. (laughs) All right, sorry. I I think it's funny. Can't help it. Chuck Norris will never have a heart attack. 
because even a heart isn't foolish enough to attack Chuck Norris. <clears throat> Sorry. Chuck Norris can build a snowman out of rain. <laughs> and then the last one I can't do anymore. <clears throat> Chuck Norris once broke a mirror over the head of a black cat while standing under a ladder on Friday the 13th. The next day, he won the lottery. <laughs> oh, Okay. I hope you think these are, those are funny. I, I, I'm sorry, but those there's a something they they get to me. They are funny. But anyway, uh, before I get to the next set of jokes, and y'all probably think I'm crazy now. Maybe I am, but I can't help it. I I try. But um, tomorrow's Labor Day, and you know we have a real big problem in this country with lazy people. Okay, and. I'm going to be talking about lazy people today. The Bible talks a lot about lazy people. It talks about you know people who are slothful and sluggards. And if you don't know what those words mean, you will before the day is over. Uh, I will uh, share those definitions with you. But we're going to look at those things because uh, we've got a real problem in this country with people that just don't want to work, that don't want to do anything, that are just lazy. And so uh, I want to tell these jokes in honor of those uh, who are lazy, and I'm sure none of them are listening to this right now because, uh, you know, it's after 9.30, and they're probably not awake yet. But anyway, let's try this one, and I hope I don't start laughing during these. But here, here's one. These are some good insults. If you're trying to motivate somebody to get to work and get a job, you can maybe use some of these. But uh, anyway, you're so lazy, all right? You stuck your nose out the window and let the wind blow it. You're so lazy, you had a stay-at-home job, you have a stay-at-home job, and still can't get to work on time. You're so lazy, you make Garfield look like LeBron James. Uh, you're uh, You're so lazy, the only thing you get excited about are canceled plans. You're so lazy, you think a two income family is where your wife has two jobs. So... Anyway, you guys can try to use some of those, but uh, I didn't want to tell those as yo mama. I thought somebody might get offended by that. But anyway, so lazy people, all right? What does the Bible have to say about laziness? Okay, because we're going to ready to celebrate Labor Day. And it's a day when most people take the day off. They have a holiday and they, you know, relax and have fun. And nothing wrong with that, except some people, every day for them is a holiday. Every day is them relaxing and doing absolutely nothing. And it's not good. It's not right. And in Exodus chapter 20, verse 8 and 9, it says, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. God planned, it was his plan for us to work. That I mean, to labor. And you know, labor is not always an easy thing, folks. But it is something that was part of, it's part of God's plan. The first time we see work mentioned in the Bible is in Genesis chapter 2, verse 2. On the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it, he had rested from all his work, which God created and made. So even God worked, okay? And even God rested, and it's okay to rest. But good night. Your whole life shouldn't be rest. You should be working. Okay? And God, he had done all the work for us that was needed to be done so that man could live in paradise. 
so they could enjoy all that the earth had to offer and have a close personal relationship with God. But when man sinned, he ruined everything and had to go to work. But now it was a little different. Now he had to sweat. Now now it was toil. It was it was more difficult. And that hard work and sweat is part of the curse for man's sin because work isn't the curse. You see that God gave Adam a job to do before the curse. He he gave him the job of, you know, just keeping the garden and taking care of it. He gave him the job of naming all the animals that are out there. But the sweat came, the hard part came later on after the curse in Genesis 3.17. says unto Adam, he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee. And thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face thou shalt eat bread till thou return unto the ground. For out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art. And unto dust shalt thou return. So we see that curse. God cursed the ground. And you know, it's not easy to make a living. It's not easy to you know survive and to take care of yourself. It is going to be some work. And you know, we've got a lot of just, you know, professional victims that are out there today that have come up with a million excuses for why they can't work. And when I say a professional victim, you think, you know, how can you be a professional victim? Well, when I think of a professional anything, I think that's somebody who's getting paid and making a living for what they do. And some people are getting paid and making a living for being a victim. And they've come up with these excuses and, uh, you know, the government has uh, listen to those excuses and believe them and are taking care of them and hurting these people. Okay, They're not helping them. They're hurting them. It's, it's terrible what a life without labor and without work does to an individual. It's horrible what it does to their body physically. And it's absolutely devastating what it does to their character, their mental state. I mean, we are meant to work and to labor. We were created for that. And people who don't are a wreck. And we are not helping them by just giving them what they need to survive. People need to work. okay? And I know this isn't popular stuff right here. And I'm not trying to be mean. But it's just true. Um, you know, The welfare system in our country has done more to just damage and hurt and literally kill people than just about anything. It's, it's a horrible thing that it's doing to people. And as Americans, we ought to take a stand against that. You know, we ought to be uh, looking out for people, looking out for each other, and not allowing these horrible programs that are out there that are just ruining people's lives. And, uh, you know, just giving people more is not going to help them. But And we'll explain more of that in a little bit. But, you know, one of the worst things you can do as a man especially is not provide for your family. First Timothy chapter 5, verse 8 says, but if any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. Okay, so some pretty strong words right there about what the Bible thinks about someone who doesn't provide for their own. Okay, and it says they're worse than an infidel. Today we just say they're a victim and we give them stuff, but Bible says they're worse than an infidel. But let's look. I want us to look at some verses in Proverbs. I think Proverbs lays it out the best. Proverbs um, is a, would be is a very or would be a very offensive book of the Bible if people would read it today, especially for lazy people 
they are not going to like what it has to say one bit. And I, so I don't, thankfully I don't have to worry about offending anybody because most of these people uh, that need to hear this are probably still sleeping right now. But anyway, uh, Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6 says, Go to the ant, thou sluggard. Okay, now what is a sluggard? We don't use that term a whole lot today. But a sluggard is a person habitually lazy, idle, and inactive. Okay, that, that person that's just out there, they just don't do anything. All right, maybe they're sitting around watching TV, playing video games all day. Now, they won't go out and get a job, just they don't do much more than eat. Okay, that's a sluggard, just habitually lazy. Okay, and then another term you're going to see in here a lot is slothful. Okay, and slothful just means uh, inactive, sluggish lazy, uh, idle, okay? And there's a difference between a sluggard and a slothful person. The difference between a sluggard and a slothful is the slothful person is lazy by nature and the sluggard is lazy on purpose, okay? And both of them are bad and uh, maybe you'll understand the difference between the two after uh, by the end of this. But Proverbs 6, 6, Go to the ant, thou sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise, which having no guide, overseer, or ruler, provideth her meat in the summer, and gathereth her food in the harvest. How long wilt thou sleep, O sluggard? When wilt thou arise out of thy sleep? Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall thy poverty come as one that travaileth, and thy want as an armed man. You know, we've got a zillion excuses out there for why... People are suffering from poverty, but nobody ever asks the question, are they lazy? Are they doing nothing? Nobody asks that question. And the Bible tells us to go to the ant. Okay? And what are these things we're supposed to learn from the ant? Well, first of all, nobody should have to tell you to go to work. It should just be instinctive. It says the ant has no guide, overseer, or ruler. It just does it by nature. That ant gets out there and it goes to work. And by nature, we ought to do that. We ought to be hardworking people. People shouldn't have to tell us to do it. Okay? I mean, you're, you know, if you're 18, 19, 20 years old and still living at your home, your mom and dad shouldn't have to make you go out and get a job. You should just do it. Your wife shouldn't have to force you to go out and get a job and take care of your family. It ought to be instinctive. It ought to be, I mean, just a natural instinct, just as natural it is for you to want to stuff your face and eat. It ought to be a natural instinct for you to get out there and go to work and take care of your family. That's And that's what it means by go to the ant. Nobody should have to tell you to do it. You ought to just do it all by yourself. And then Proverbs chapter 10, verse 26. As vinegar to the teeth, and as smoke to the eyes, so is the sluggard to them that send him. Basically, what that's saying right here, when you send a sluggard to do something, okay, it's going to be like smoke to the eyes or vinegar to the teeth. Now, I don't really, I'm not familiar with vinegar to the teeth. I don't do vinegar. But I do know a little bit about smoke to the eyes. And you know what? It's irritating. Okay, it irritates, it bothers you, it, it hurts. And when you give a sluggard a job to do, it is one of the most irritating things you'll ever see. I mean, you all have been there before where maybe you've had someone working for you or you've worked with someone who was a sluggard or who was slothful. 
and it just drove you nuts. You know, nobody wants to work with a sluggard. And you ought to be the kind of person that someone wants to work with. Somebody that's going to pull their own weight. Someone that's going to do their part. Someone that you don't have to crack with a whip to keep them busy. But boy, that slothful, that person, that sluggard, they're just a pain in the neck to work with. And they wonder why they're always getting fired from their jobs. And it's because you irritate your employer. You irritate your bosses because you're lazy and you accomplish Nothing. And it's amazing how many people think they should get paychecks and salaries when they do literally nothing. It's pretty sad. It's like people think that a regular paycheck with benefits and all that good stuff is just a right that they deserve as an American. And no, it's not. You need to get out there and you need to work for it. Okay. And listen, I, I know there's people out there that literally can't. There are people out there with real disabilities, with real problems. But you know what I find? I talk to many people who have real legitimate problems that have a tough time getting a lot of the help that they need because the system is being drained by good-for-nothings that are just lazy and know how to cheat the system and are draining the system. People who don't need it. And I tell you, that ought to make anybody mad. And if you don't think that's going on, well, you need to get out a little more because it is going on, and it's a, it's a sad thing. I'm not putting somebody down that literally can't help it, but I am putting down these lazy people, especially these you know young twenty something year old you know video gamer guys that are just uh, too lazy to get out and do anything. Uh, you're you're not disabled, but you know what? Lazy people they they're good at making excuses. We're going to look at some verses for that in a little bit. But you know, a lazy person doesn't appreciate what they have. And they're wasteful. Proverbs 12.27 says, The slothful man roasteth not that which he took in hunting, but the substance of the diligent man is, is precious. You know, they'll go out there and they'll hunt something, they'll kill something, but they don't do anything with it. They let the meat go to waste, so they don't roast it. Or I've heard some people say this means they eat the meat without even cooking it. And that's just disgusting if that's what it means. But, you know, they're, they're wasteful. With what they have. Proverbs 18.9 says, He also that is slothful in his work is brother to him that is a great waster. And you know what? Parents out there that are supporting their grown-up kids that are too lazy to go out and work, you know how, you know what I'm talking about with wastefulness. You know how they will waste your money and how they will throw it all away on video games and beer and cigarettes and drugs. You know that lazy people have no problem wasting money. I'm going to tell you right now, there are several reasons I don't drink, smoke, do drugs, and all that stuff. But one of the reasons is I can't afford it. Even if I wanted to do those things, I can't afford it. I work too hard for my money that I am not going to go spend all my money on something that's just going to make me dumber and lazier. I'm not going to do it. And But a lazy person, they have no problem wasting because they didn't have to work for it to begin with. And I've seen that even with my own kids where, you know, they're they're quick to spend their parents' money. Okay, you know, my kids are young. They're small. They're learning. But, you know, I've noticed whenever they've worked for their money, they're a little more careful with how they spend it because they understand what it took to get that money. And so they're they're careful. But many people today... They've done nothing to get what they have, and therefore they are 
wasteful. And the Bible said that's just how they are. And we see in the Bible in Proverbs 12.24, The hand of the diligent shall bear rule, but the slothful shall be under tribute. Okay, Now we have a lot of people talking about how they're being oppressed by the rich and you know the rich have too much and they're always voting for Democrats so they can get the politicians to take from the rich and give to them who are poor. But the truth is the diligent will always bear rule. The hardworking will always be above the slothful. They will always be above the lazy. As long as you're lazy... You will always have less than the hardworking person. And just understand, you can keep voting the way you do and voting for socialism and voting for all the welfare programs, but just understand those things are never going to satisfy you. And people who work hard will always be better off than you. I mean, you can just mark it down. And if a person was wise, they would vote for policies and politicians that will support policies that reward people who actually work hard and stop rewarding the lazy because no matter what what they do the hard working will always be above the lazy but every time you know you vote for so towards socialism and you vote towards you know them making the playing field equal you're just making it now where you're going to have to work a little harder to get ahead and if you're already lazy to begin with you have just hurt your chances even more of ever getting anywhere in life. So just understand that. It's just a fact. The hardworking are always going to be above you. They're always going to have more than you. They're going to do better than you. They're going to be successful. And you vote socialist all you want. It's not going to work. It's not. They're not going to be able to help you. The hardworking will always find a way to get more than the lazy. And so just mark it down. Even if you go and vote for Bernie Sanders... And he gets his socialist uh, policies and practices in place. Hard workers will always be better than you. So just understand that. Because lazy people never find satisfaction. Proverbs 13.4 The soul of the sluggard desireth and hath nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made fat. Okay, you can, You'll desire, but you'll never have enough. Okay, you, just, you can't get enough. You'll never be satisfied. Proverbs 15:19 The way of the slothful man is a hedge of thorns, but the way of the righteous is made plain. See, being lazy, it doesn't make life easier. It actually makes it more difficult. Okay? Now, listen, I know sleeping in is easier than getting up early and going and working a hard job, okay? But in the end, okay, who's going to do better taking care of their family? Who's going to have a better living? Who's going to be able to pay their bills? Okay, it's going to be that person who got up, who did the hard thing. You know, for the lazy person, today is easier, but tomorrow is always easier for the hardworking person. And unfortunately, lazy people cannot see, they, they don't look ahead at all, and that's why uh, they become more and more miserable. So lazy people, though, they literally will even pretend that they do not have the ability to do what is necessary to help. But you know, but it's because they're looking for someone else to do it for them. Proverbs nineteen twenty four: A slothful man hideth his hand in his bosom, and will not so much as bring it to his mouth again. And basically, what that verse is saying, he will pretend he can't feed himself, so someone will do it for him. Okay, that's what a slothful person does. They will fake 
a disability. And there's a lot of people out there doing that. Faking disabilities. Pretending they're a victim just because they don't want to do anything. They're just lazy. Proverbs 20 verse 4. The sluggard will not plow by reason of the cold. Therefore shall he beg in the harvest and have nothing. Lazy people will let little things stop them from doing work. Oh, it's raining out today or it's it's cold out or it's too hot. Listen, you just got to get it done. You got to do what you need to do. And lazy people don't do that. Proverbs 21.25 The desire of the slothful killeth him, for his hands refuse to labor. They waste away their lives with desire, never doing the work necessary to get what they desire. They want the same things that you and I want. You know, lazy people want to have the things that hardworking people want, but they refuse to do the work. And so they never find satisfaction. They never get what they want. They get behind in everything. You know, there's a lot of people that, I mean, literally, they they don't have a job. They don't do anything. They're lazy. And yet, they can't even take care of what they have. You know, the truth is, if I didn't work a job, I'd have a lot more time to do yard work and do work around my house and things like that. But, you know, Proverbs 24, verse 30 says, it says, And I went by the field of the slothful, and by the vineyard of, a, of the man void of understanding. And lo, it was all grown over with thorns, and nettles had covered the face thereof, and the stone wall thereof was broken down. Then I saw and considered it well. I looked upon it and received instruction. Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep, so shall thy poverty come as one that travaileth, and thy want as an armed man. Okay? It's all grown over. Why is it the people who don't work, why is it that they have the most trashed yards? Why is it that their houses are the ones falling apart the most? It's not just because they don't have money. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, it doesn't cost a lot of money. It It doesn't cost money to clean. You know, why is it that if you're not working, you have to throw your garbage all over your yard? You know, why is that? Why is it that if you're struggling, you have to let your house become overrun with animals that just cost more money? You know, the truth is, the problem is not our society and uh, the inequalities in, you know, in, in America. The problem is there's just a lot of lazy people out there. And we've just got to recognize it is what it is. And there may be some out there that actually maybe you're just waking up and you're just hearing this and thinking, uh, you know, maybe you're thinking that's me. Probably not. You're you're probably been told you're a victim so much in your life you don't even recognize that this is you. But let me tell you something. You know, life's hard. You know, this earth is cursed. You're going to have to work to survive. And it's going to be hard sometimes. But you know what? God has given us the ability to do it. We can overcome and i just want to challenge you on this labor day weekend okay you know what tomorrow enjoy your holiday go on your picnics have some fun have a good time enjoy your day off but you know what after that it's time to get to work let's get busy thank you so much for listening today i hope this was a help to you thank you for listening to the message this morning by pastor tommy mcmurtry of liberty baptist church in rock falls We hope you were blessed and invite you to tune in next Sunday at 9.30 a.m. as Pastor Tommy brings you more truths from God's Holy Word. For more information about Liberty Baptist Church, visit their website at experience-liberty.com. 
or you can email them at libertybc2011 at att.net.